When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're welcome in this place, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Mourinho is mugged off at the bridge. Cardiff beat Fulham. And there was a big win in League Two. Away we go! Good to see you. Good to have you with us. Very glad to be here. Mm. Very glad to be with you. Yes, you guys and the listeners, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much in motion now, isn't it? It's part of it. Bloody hell, Jimmy, had a bad weekend. (laughs) It's just in motion now. (laughs) That's what Jose Mourinho was running on, wasn't he? He was running Mm. on pure emotion and then fumes (laughs) at the end. Yeah, fueled by fumes. It's a great. I mean, and hatred. Let's all no, agree it was a brilliant way to start the footballing weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think we all thought that it was going to fizzle out into a, into a, one of those games that's bloody all about the sport. Yeah, which is the last thing we want. <laughs> the last with, with this particular thread of narrative. For this. Yeah, is, is um, is it? I mean, does, has anyone checked on Phil Neville? <laughs> because I watched this um a bit later on um on the US feed. Oh yeah, and it was I forget who the commentator was. But it, the co-commentator was Phil Neville. In my head, it's always Ian Dark. Could have been. Yeah. And I don't think it was Ian Dark. It might have been Arlo White. Okay. But Phil Neville was certainly on co-com. Yes. And we've all seen his comments afterwards, which I'm sure we'll come on to shortly. But... Whispering Phil. Yeah, whispering Phil. Although, As... uh, just to 
butt in for a second there. Horrific comments uh, directed at him on on Twitter. We should say. So. Well, that, I didn't see yeah. that. Oh, horrendous. Stuff. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. that. Well, we don't we don't endorse that. Certainly not. But, but back to the commentary. We do in, we do endorse him as someone. I forget who it was said. Uh, co-commentating like he's in a cupboard and doesn't want to be discovered. Mm. <laughs> Where he's like, and, and I can't believe he's done that. He's yeah. done it like that. Yeah. He was absolutely beside himself by yep. um, by Marco Iani's um, behaviour, mm. celebrating in front of Mourinho, a man, of course, who would never be caught doing that uh, in the past. Mm. And then <laughs> and sometimes you feel like with someone like Phil Neville... Okay, we've well got carried away with the emotion of it. He mm. obviously likes Man United. He's getting involved in the, in, in the game and all that other stuff. It'll probably calm down. Mm. Monday morning, Sky Sports. Still there. Wants him sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally over the weekend. Can't sleep. No. The sleep deprivation is making the anger worse. I've got oh, a week of this sleep. This is why they call me Fizzer. <laughs> but it's, it's funny. Fizzing all over the gaff. But the thing is with old Fizzer, is he, he comes across quite calm and... and like happy-go-lucky kind of chat. A lot of the ex-Man United players have that, though, don't they? They seem yeah. very sort of calm and measured until you get onto Man United, and they can't handle the state that they're in. So yeah, they just true. say these <laughs> mad things. I tell you what, though, did you see the pre-match on Sky Sports? Jamie Redknapp and uh, Graham Souness were asked about Paul Pogba. <laughs> and to be fair, <laughs> yeah. to be fair to Redknapp, he sort of, you know, Souness obviously put down a marker. As he, yeah. as he, as he yeah. was doing his, in any yeah. stage of any career of his. So, um, in a way, it's sort of like... As close to punditry gets as having a reducer, isn't it? It is. <laughs> and then Jamie Redknapp, to be fair to him, just said, "Well, I'd l- we're always going on about Paul Pogba. I think I'd l- let's get off that and talk about something else." As soon as I was like, "Oh no, no, <laughs> no way!" <laughs> oh my no son, as you're not getting away like that. No, you yeah. booked me. You're going to get me. <laughs> it's in my contract. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. When so, uh, when when the co-coms happened with um, the um, <laughs> when Phil never did the co-coms on the um, on the Ross Barkley equaliser, oh, yeah. and the celebration, it, it, the um, uh, let's just say it was Arlo White. I don't know who it was, but mm. Arlo White was going, "Oh, a dramatic equaliser at the bridge, mm. Ross Barkley, this and that, ninety-six minute, blah blah." And it just gives a couple of seconds, and it just heard Phil Neville go, "Absolute disgrace, <laughs> <laughs> no class, no humility." <laughs> what I found funny about the celebration from Iani was the first little fist pump in Marino's face. Mm. Marino didn't see. No. So when, when you kind of see I'll him... Just, I'll just chuck that one out there. <laughs> see what the land of land is. <laughs> because obviously when he went back to the dugout, that's when it flared up. Yeah. But there was an initial run where he actually, more I would say more purposely, like celebrated yeah. in his face. But Mourinho was obviously just watching the thing. So one could think... Oh, he didn't react the first time, but then there was the second time, but he just yeah. didn't see it, you know. Then Mourinho. I love it. I love a ba- member of the backroom staff, mm-hmm. a coach, getting his moment in the sun. Because <laughs> yeah. let's be fair, you know, it wasn't. Jim and I were talking about this earlier, and Mourinho's got his own history with celebrations. When mm-hmm. he was a bit more of a, a younger man, mm-hmm. he would be up and down the touchline, sliding on his knees, all yeah. sorts. And we know that, and, and he knows that. Well, well. Uh, uh, yeah, sliding on your knees is fine, but he, if he stays in his own technical area, this guy is, yeah. is fist pumping in Mourinho's face. Isn't it? It's right. Mourinho him. went down the touchline at Old Trafford once, to the, uh, almost to the corner flag, and yeah, also but, but put his finger his... into a man's eye. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you're not having that one. <laughs> Um, but Jim and I were saying, well, you might, it sounds like you might disagree then, Marcus. Jim and I were saying earlier... No, I think eye gouging's bad. No, <laughs> <laughs> no the, the Marco Yanni, yeah. it wasn't like he was right up in Mourinho's face. He, well, the, that's the odd thing is the first one, if you watch it, he was. But Mourinho didn't mm. pick up on it. Right. And then it's when he ran back. See, the camera, when he runs back, doesn't really reveal the full extent. But mm. clearly Mourinho has, has been incensed by that. But He's, you know what, though? I mean, 
because Luke and I were sort of broadly in agreement that it, it, it isn't actually that bad. It's not the sort of levels nah. of disgrace that obviously Phil Neville's no, no, no. spitting about. But uh, it's again, just a celebration. Yeah. But, uh, you don't it, have to react to it. But, well, but to be fair, he, Mourinho's reaction is a bit over the top. But again, it's, to be fair to Mourinho, he's like he's done and dusted. And but that, he's, so. can, it, it is. But the, we're talking about this and not the game. No, and everyone no, is. We're having a and laugh about this. Mourinho, are, but, Mourinho's already on a charge as well, don't forget. Yeah. So he's got to try and diet down as much as he can. Well, he spent uh, most of the press conference on Friday mm. refusing to answer questions because he said he didn't want to influence the panel either way about stuff. Well, he obviously checked in late with that Charles because he was at the bridge, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He, he asked for it. He asked for an extension to the hearing. And was given one. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. But but on the on the um and I'll, we'll come on and talk about Man United in a minute, of course. But on the first uh, goal scored by Rudiger, mm-hmm. the header, he goes and celebrates with the fans behind the goal. Mm-hmm. Did any of you guys notice that um that one of the fans celebrating with him looked? I think to the point where I think it might have even been the fella. The guy, the Jose Mourinho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see him? Uh, I didn't see him there, but he's. I've, I've, I've seen photos of him at the ground sent around. He's, I presume he's on, a season ticket holder. Remind us of the work that this guy previously did. I wonder if I can find it. Is, is, it, <laughs> is, it, is it this one? It, what is it? Not correctly labelled. <laughs> it might be this one. Yeah, it might be this one. Let's have a go. Here we are. Just a jog your memories, ladies and gentlemen. This guy. You know what I mean. Jose yeah. Mourinho, the one who stole the show. Yeah. That guy, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna go as far as to say I'm 75% sure, but I think I'm, I'm 51.8%. 50, yeah, 50 50. I, I think we should have a people's vote on it. Because I think it yeah. might have been him. Mm. And that that is and to me, that was a fantastic start to the game. Oh, that was it. Um yeah, I it was it was I mean the, the problem is with all this um Marco or, or Mariani staff and blah blah blah. He overshadows the fact that Mike Dean was in charge of this yes. game. Yeah, he was. And didn't he? Didn't he host it well? Did no he? look yellow card. Uh, there was a no look yellow card from Deeney. That's <laughs> glorious stuff. Yeah. Come on. That's what it's what he thinks to himself. On Saturday, I'm kicking off the big football match, the yep. big football weekend. Yep. Um, it's on telly. Mm-hmm. I'm dishing up the no look yellow because his, his power moves are the no look yellow, the celebration of a goal after he's played a good advantage, the wave yeah. play on, the wave play on with, with a wide yeah. base, and, and also yeah, and also the um, the 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 pure level of the turning down of a penalty shout. Oh yeah, yeah. he basically does this. No yeah. arms out like that. Bang. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's the, it's the look of disgust on his face that someone would expect a penalty for such a thing. Like they don't understand the very game that they're a professional at. Yeah, yeah. come on, you know better than that. Come yeah. on, like that. Oh, no, it's not that. It's like oh, you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but how go, dare you? I've got I've got the laws of this game tattooed on my body. <laughs> yes. You are not in my league. Well, uh, talking of tattoos, Ross Barkley. It was a thing in the in the in the in the paper recently that he's had all his uh, tattoos or most of them on his arm. Removed. removed has he really he had a, he had a sleeve to, you know right, one, yeah. one yeah. of those ones that the kids have yeah. and he had date, a date of his uh, debut that he made for Everton on his arm and they're not there he's had them removed apparently he's quite embarrassed and in previous interviews and stuff he would wear those uh, right. yeah those sort of um, under armour a couple a couple of um, I'm enough. not going to mention any names but a couple of Italian players need to wear those for a slightly more political reason <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about <laughs> Pete Donaldson I'm not mention any names yeah. um, <laughs> What do you make of it? So United obviously, United obviously go home, uh, go down a go early against Chelsea, and, and then mm-hmm. all the all the talk that's around United of where Mourinho, how long is he going to be there? How long is he not going to be there? In some cases, he's in, he's in open warfare with individual players. For them to come back at a really difficult place yeah. where Mourinho's record since he left Chelsea isn't fantastic, with a player who has been at loggerheads with him, Martial scoring a couple of goals, yeah. the first of which was absolutely sublime. Mm. The first touch was amazing. Yeah. Um, Surely that's a that's a sign of great great credit from Mourinho's method. Well, is it though? Because I mean, 
Well, this, should, should we not be looking at this as the last on Thursday? I said I can see Manchester United doing something here and and it prolonging this whole Mourinho. Oh, is he performing? Is he not? Are they playing for him? Are they not? And we go into this phase of you know two steps forward, two steps back, Jim. And I and I think that that's. What happened? what happened? I think you're yeah. right. I agree with that. Well, I think it's, it's exactly what happened. It appears, though, that nobody is viewing that as two drop points. Everyone seems to be still thinking that's a really good result. But in the circumstances of the game, they should have been closing that out, surely. Yeah. I mean, it's, un- yeah. it's unlucky. There's a lot of injury time. I mean, David Luiz winning that header, nobody saw that coming. Not yeah. that he's bad in the air, as in the way he leapt. It was, it was quite a magnificent um, effort from him, and then it bounces around and, and, and scores. But... I, I I think that it's a you know it's a it's an even funnier time really because a few weeks ago you think to yourself okay Mourinho is probably on his way out and mm. and I think almost like the players and the fans can start preparing in a sense all right he's going to go who's going to come in and you have that kind of thing now after that reaction against Newcastle and and that result or, or that performance as you say battling back and some of the players looking like they're wanting to perform mm. we go into this funny phase. And that, and that funny face can last for a number of months, and you're right. You you're still you've still got some of the problems that are there, but you're not really fully releasing the players into a new, under new management, under new stewardship. And I, I, I'm I'm not. Re- I'd love to know what what Man United fans or, or what certain players think about that because we saw that at Chelsea when it all went wrong, mm. and it was going badly, and they lost at home to Palace and Pardew's yeah. Palace, lest we forget, and and one or two others, and then they would do okay, and then there was a bit of a flicker of hope. And you, I, I, part of me almost, if I was a Man United fan, and I'm not, by the way, um, <laughs> it would it would almost be I'd want the results to be bad. He goes, then you can start yeah, fresh, yeah. yeah. Well, they've, they've, they've got. Well, yeah, I do see exactly what you mean, and they've got two um, important games coming up in the Champions League against Juventus, a double header. They play them at home this week, and then that's away the last thing you want. Isn't it? Yeah, they come in, in between that, they play Everton and Bournemouth in the league. So I just thought the way they battled did show a lot of um, a lot of sort of. I don't know if it's faith in the manager, but at least a. a a willingness. willingness to apply themselves, basically, and, yeah. and and especially as Paul Pogba did that thing where he gets caught in possession again, <laughs> and yeah. then and then they end up scoring a goal, and yeah. then he, he sort of battles back himself, and there's his own sort of little personal football narrative within a game, yeah, which yeah, he seems yeah. to do every single yeah. ninety minutes. God, that um, his his frustration at the first Chelsea goal, Rudiger's goal, mm. it, it, it did almost. Like he did a little dance, mm. like a little anger dance mm. afterwards that went on and on. He was on supposed and on. to be marking him, was he? Not? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. He, he sort of was, wasn't he? he? Just wasn't doing it particularly well. No, he was in the same postcode as him. Mm. That's about yeah. It. Um, what about Chelsea? I mean, you know, bearing in mind that it was a ninety-sixth minute equaliser, so they'll be pleased <clears> with that. I, I just, I, I wonder, can Chelsea have a title challenge without goals coming from their their main forwards? Obviously, they only play with one forward, Morata or, or Giroud, and I understand that Giroud. Provides a lot of assist, and you know they're two decent forwards. But but can they really sustain this title? Well, Hazard is like an ersatz forward, though, isn't he? He yeah, is. But if you if you look at the other sides, I mean, Liverpool have got goals in in that front three, and it was good to see Salah um, scoring again. And and Man City, I mean, again, goals everywhere. And Sergio Aguero is always going to chip in. And yeah. when Jesus plays, he's he's in among them as well. I mean, even you know, Spurs have got Kane. Arsenal's forwards, Lacazette and Aubameyang are scoring. Yeah. With Chelsea, I, I understand that, that Hazard is there, but I mean, mm. could they win the title with... with? Well, they scored uh, quite a lot of goals. I mean, Sarri's Napoli scored quite a lot of goals last season. And he gets Sarri. goals out of strikers. Yeah, he's Higuain! Got, they scored, I think, Sarri's Napoli last season, I think, scored 77 goals in Serie A. Yeah. Um, so I guess that would be shared around um, people like Callahan, the senior, and, and one or two others. 
but on Mertens, yeah. And, but the, but the point is that he he had a team and a formation that did produce goals. Now this season, I mean, how many goals have Chelsea scored? I mean, they're doing they're doing pretty well. They've got I think they've scored twenty goals. I think it's only Man City that scored more than them. Sure. So. It's an age-old yeah. argument about whether you uh-huh. it's better to share, share the goals around or whether it's better to have a good two or three strikers who are really firing. Yeah. I, ultimately, I don't think it necessarily matters. No. I think Chelsea Chelsea will come away from that thinking, great, we've got a point like that. We haven't still haven't lost a game. The momentum continues, and, and they can get on with it in in, in that fashion. But but I th- I sort of agree with Jim though. I, I think that United should have closed that game out, mm-hmm. and they didn't do that. And and Mourinho's reaction was probably a testament to that as well, because the, the treatment he got from the Chelsea fans after the game, which is a little bit interesting yeah. actually, when he was holding up three, and they were singing, they were singing "fuck off, Mourinho," yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sarri himself has actually come out and said, "Look, you need to respect him more when he comes back." Um, and it, it's just it's a funny one, that isn't it? I, I appreciate you know if he's there, sort of getting up in the faces of you. Of your own, of your current coaching staff, that's going to be a frustrating thing. No one, no one's going to be happy I mean, about that in the ground. In the ground, but like, yeah, it is a strangely, I don't know. He's reacting. Strangely short memory going on there. He's reacting. To Given that he didn't actually, he was fired both. He was fired both times, wasn't yeah. he? Well, the, so. the second time in particular, it was it was really toxic, wasn't it? And it, yeah, but, and it but it's not as though he, he sort of left him in the lurch or anything like that, is it? Not really. I mean, I mean modern Chelsea really are. We're crafted by him. All he can ask for else. is to be treated by Chelsea fans the way Rafa Benitez was treated, <laughs> and yeah, that's the minimum you can expect. Mm. And then, and then you know, everyone will be happy. Right? Everyone will be very. Anyway, happy. it was a good game. It was a good way to start off the weekend, wasn't it? Excellent start to the weekend. Cardiff City had a marvelous weekend as yes, well. Did. Um, rumours that they played the Jurassic Park theme tune after they beat Fulham. We got a lot of tweets about that. Yes, um, and I'm, I'm all for it. I didn't actually was hear it, it myself. Da, 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 I didn't hear it. I oh, presume so. Yeah. yeah. Right, but I mean, the more triumphant version would have been that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I assume it was. Yeah. That. When you win, you want a bit of that, don't you? Yeah, if you lost and you're sitting around going, ah, life's mm. rubbish. Da, 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 da. I think you want yeah. that at the start. Oh, do you think? Yeah, oh, because it, it builds, doesn't oh, it? It's really rousing. Speaking of uh, dramatic starts to games, I completely forgot to mention this to you guys to the point now where I've, I've forgotten the detail. But bear with me. <laughs> I think it might have been for the Nations League. Have you seen that not only is the football on a plinth now, mm. it's on like an air suspended plinth. Oh, God. So it's like floating. Wow. The football is floating on the plinth. That is that's I d- I the didn't... completion of this concept. Surely three or four, can't improve on that. Three or four years ago, we had done an hour on that. Yeah. <laughs> on the round, and, and rightly so. Yeah. That would have been a special. That, well, let's like tear up the... this running order now. <laughs> yeah. I've ripped my laptop in half. <laughs> I'd like to see the Premier League do that. I love it. But, um... Cardiff City fans were like, hang on, we're about to get a mention for a win. No, nah. we're talking about plates, <laughs> balls floating in the air. Well, what I do want to talk about is this idea that um, Fulham have absolutely no game management whatsoever. No. And are still, for me, and I said this a few weeks ago, I said Fulham are the worst team in the Premier League without the ball. And people say, what about Cardiff? What about Cardiff? Well, now you've seen. Mm, Cardiff mm. beat them, you know, not easily, but fairly handily. Yeah. And Fulham need very, very quickly to adjust. They went a goal up away from home early against one of the worst teams in the division. Do not tell me that a Premier League manager has not got a plan for that. Right. Cardiff can see goals. They're not that good. They probably beat them last season, Marcus. I can't remember. They probably beat them in the championship at one point. Well, they, I mean, they finished above Fulham in the league. Right, yeah. true. Right, so so you say, if we do go a goal ahead, this is what we're going to do. But nothing changes. Like, what, what, what happens five... This is really annoying to me. I'm not even a Fulham fan, but it annoys me because it's so basic. Five minutes after Fulham score, mm-hmm. Cardiff get the ball on the left Waves in of acres of space. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Callum Chambers, who's supposed to be playing right back, is nowhere to be seen. Mm. We saw it a week or two before against Arsenal with Cyrus Christie. Nowhere near his right position when they haven't got the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, th- I thought I thought Chambers was as bad as Reem, and you you singled out Reem and said you thought he had a poor day yeah, at the office. But... I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's harsh to single him out. I think I think Jukanovic, you know, Fulham played such good football last season in the Championship and flew up the league. They got to forget that now. Well, they got, of yeah. course they do, but I don't think he has because Fulham nearly pipped Cardiff to second. They had a chance. I think was it the last day or the second to last day, and they fluffed it. But they went through in the playoff. And Fulham, you know, when they hosted Wolves at Craven Cottage, I think Fulham won 2-0. And Wolves, of course, were the best team in the division and are showing how good they are now in the Premier League. And 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 Fulham played them off the park at, at Craven Cottage and, as I say, won 2-0. And I think Jukanovic, I think he was so confident in in what Fulham would do and added some quality. And, and Sherl is a good signing and there's some other ones well, in there. Winner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Seri, of course, and, you know, Morton at the back. Do you think they signed too many? I don't know if it's a case of signing too many. I just think Jukanovic needs to wise up because otherwise, and there's a little bit of paper talk, I think, um, in one of the national newspapers, that he's only got a few games now to save his job. It'd be a real shame. And it would be a huge shame. It would be a massive shame because he brought that club up and he played wonderful football and he he got real excitement down at Craven Cottage with, with, with what he's done there. And he's not adapting. He's thinking to himself, right, we dominated games. We'll add a few more. We'll we'll just do what we do. And I think it was um, Tony Mowbray, actually, with West Brom. I think they tried to do this. Forgive me if that's wrong. I think it was Mowbray at West Brom. And they played some quite nice stuff. And he didn't adapt when he got to the Premier League. Yeah. And people admired what he was trying to do. And they just went straight back down. Yeah. And um, And... If you want to stay in the division, you're going to have to change a little bit, and he's going to have to really look at this. And I think with the, with the back line, it's it's clear problem. I mean, it would be nice to have Tom Kearney back in the side through injury, but I mean, it's not going to make a huge difference. It might do, but going forward, Fulham do look okay. But at the back, they are all over yeah. the place. And and Tim Ream, you know, he had a great season last year, and you know, with as everybody did, but looks a little bit out of his depth. Dennis, Ador- you, you've got players, the Championship players, who've got to adapt. You've got. Um, Le Marchand, I think, uh, who's coming from the, the French the league. left back, yeah. He, he, he needs to adapt to, <clears> to the league. <clears throat> he's looked all right in places. I've, I've been to Fulham this season. He's looked okay. He's looked okay, but he's still got to adapt to a different country and, and all the rest of it. Um, Timothy Fonsu, Fonsu Menza, is, uh, Fonsu Menza is, is, is injured at the moment. Um, uh, Callan Chambers is, is got injured. Mawson seems to not know what, what's quite going on. There doesn't yeah. seem to be any leadership. And I think in microcosm, rather than too many changes or uh, elsewhere on the pitch, at the back, it's just all at sea. They just feel open. Oh, completely. They? They're just so every team knows they're going to get tons of yeah. chances. But Cardiff knew that. But there's no reason for it because look at the players on the pitch against against uh, Cardiff. You've got that back four. And even if that back four is short or quarter, I think Godoy isn't, isn't, isn't good enough, personally. And I, I think Ream showed that he was a bit out of his depth in mm. this game. <clears throat> that's a game in isolation but if you look at the players they've got, they've got that back four you just talked about they've got a goalkeeper who's highly rated who's in the yeah. England yeah. squad there's no reason they can't have um, with that with the players they picked at the weekend um, Kevin McDonald and, 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 and John Michael Seri in front of the back four yeah. Seri is so good on the ball he's so good at I mean how many Premier League possession. teams would love to have Seri how many exactly. sides in the bottom half would love to have Mitrovic exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and they've got they've no reason Schurler and Sessegnon can't put a shift and then cover back the full because they're both playing in wide positions mm. And you've got Mitrovic as your focal point, who can who who is one of the best forwards with his back to goal around, really. I mean, I, I would say even not not in the entire Premier League. No, but you're but, right. But he's up there. Yeah. yeah. And um they just don't seem to be at it. They seem to be making silly mistakes, giving the ball away really quickly, mm. and, and also not just giving the ball away, but as soon as they give the ball away, they all find themselves in such bad positions. Mm. 
that um, that they get caught out. It's, it's, it's got to change because they're going to be relegated fairly quickly. If they yeah. carry on the same mm-hmm. way they're going, they're going to concede over 100 goals this season. Which, yeah. is, which what, is ridiculous. Well, I mean, you know, we, we talk about teams needing to adapt and I understand that that's a mixture of new players coming in and players that have to come up from the championship and raise their level. But we're nine games in now, roughly a quarter of the way through mm. the season. Like, it has to have happened by now. Mm. Because like, so, yeah. this, this, you're so far behind at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose five points. the thing for Jukanovic is, you know, Fulham are scoring a few goals and with Mitrovic, you're always going to have a chance. He needs to focus. In, it, it's, it's painfully obvious where he needs to focus. And even he has finally admitted, yeah, we have got big problems at the back. So that's the the area of focus. Mm. And if they can if they can focus it, because they do have some good operators. Molson's a good dis- defender. Yeah. Chambers knows the league. Okay, might have an injury now. So they, it, it's not all doom <clears> and gloom <throat> for Fulham. It's just a case of can this manager think to himself right we do need to kind of adapt and so on and if he can't he's going to find himself out of a job mm. but you would fancy I mean you know you think about some of the managers you know imagine some, someone like David Moyes was was interviewed recently for example and said that uh, you know well obviously he's waiting around for a job but he says it's a bit weird you don't want your, your fellow manager to kind of lose a job as well, well they, they do yeah I think that's nonsense they do of course they, they do they, they, do, they yeah. just can't say they do yeah. <clears throat> yeah fair enough but someone like you know, a lot of managers would think, bloody hell, I'd love to come into Fulham because look at the players they have, organise them, you know, your, your traditional kind of approach and they'd get a bit of joy, but we, we shall have to wait and see. Okay, well, uh, we're going to go for a, a break, after which we're going to talk about West Ham and Tottenham Hotspur. See you in a brief moment. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com Jose Mourinho, the man who stole the show. You're the special one, and you're Dynamo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There he is. Took me 20 minutes to find him. There he is. I found him. I found him. <laughs> and your Dynamo. Pete Byzantine <laughs> iPad set up. I found him lurking in there. Lovely old job. Just waiting for his divorce to come through. <laughs> All right, then. 
Let's have some emails with Jimmy C. All right, then. Dear Ramblers, been meaning to email for some time about a local Herefordshire amateur football legend. That legend is the one and only Maltese Joe. How the referee <laughs> from Malta found himself in the Herefordian countryside remains a mystery, but everyone you ask who's played football in the, con- in the county has heard a story regarding his unique refereeing style. The funniest I've heard on the grapevine is that on one Sunday morning, he pulled a hamstring. Instead of passing the referee baton to someone else, he instead refed the game from the sidelines. Indeed, he continued to ref the game from the sidelines, but from firmly within the confines of his car, that <laughs> he wasn't amazing. going to sit around and get cold. I've heard, I've Pick heard... the horn instead of the whistle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make clear whether he was driving around the touchline or not. Yeah, uh, presumably, does he have an open top yeah, car? Yeah, who knows? Get in touch. Um, so I've heard a million stories about the refereeing legend that is Maltese Joe, but I can only remember a couple. So I implore any Herefordian listeners to come forward with more Maltese gold. Regards, Dan Roberts. I completely agree with you there, Dan. That is yeah. a great shout. If you are aware of Maltese Joe, uh, please do fill us in. Uh, next ramble meets you. Yeah, <laughs> next ramble meets Maltese I'll interview Joe. in his car. Refereeing from his car. Yeah, Love brilliant. That. Brilliant. Right, so uh, we've got another one from James Stevenson. Listening to the recent show, I heard you mention the Gibraltar national team and being a local resident, I would like to advise you that the locals are called Gibraltarian and not Gibraltese. You've mentioned Cipollina uh, names and thought that they were, were brothers. Just to let you know that this surname is actually like Smith or Jones yeah. on the island. I did say they weren't brothers last week. Yeah. 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 To be yeah. fair, I mean, there's not that many people in Gibraltar. That was true. So if you've got the same surname, it was a fair punt. G- Gibraltarian Joe, Gibraltarian. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Local team over here is the Bruno Magpies, named after one of the many bars, and they have a massive following of an average 60 fans with the attendance for our games at 70. The other teams are very poor following. Division 2 record gate was 120. Anyway, keep up the good work. It's great that our rock is being mentioned on a positive sporting <laughs> note. I love, I love this sort of yeah. general correspondence. With it's the what Island the Nations League's done for a nation it like does, Gibraltar. Exactly. And Absolutely. Usain Bolt could be rocking up there anytime soon. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gibraltar? Yeah. Malta. Yeah, he could pop across. Could he? Yeah, yeah he could pop across. <laughs> yeah. Malta, Malta are a better side than Gibraltar, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so. I'd, well, I don't know. Two wins on the bounce. I'll check the coefficient Malta later. Got, their their yeah. league would be better attended. Yeah. Just yeah. population. I'm thing. not checking the coefficient. I can't no, know. It's, not, yeah. it's not an accurate waste of using my time. Don't worry about yeah. that. We actually have further correspondence from The Rock as well. Oh, right. All right. Um, some James Riggs, who said, I just wanted to say that Pete's rendition of Gibraltar's secondary anthem was hauntingly beautiful. It made <laughs> me feel that there was hope in the world again. I'm sorry, Pete. I know how loath you'll be to discover that you've motivated someone at all. Well, yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, he's not here. He's, in, all, he's in all about spirit. sucking hope from people normally. Absolutely. So it's a change, change of tack for him. Yeah. There we are. Is that it, Jimbo? Got, got one more. Oh, go on. One more. So uh, I'm a Chelsea fan, and I think. Think Kante is a quality player. However, with a new style of football we are playing and Jorginho seemingly taking the role in which Kante was accustomed to, he is losing his effectiveness. Is this something you were seeing? I was at the game Saturday and. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and that's from Gary. I have had, so, to be fair, Gary, though that Gary. is that is terrible email discipline. I have heard a few people say that about Conte. Yeah. Um, and I hopefully we'll see him later in the season and mm. I'll be able to confirm or deny. Absolutely. But uh, Jorginho is obviously key for Chelsea, isn't he? So Very key. Indeed, Marco Silva's key for Everton because he's the manager. They've won three on the bounce. He spoke up of the importance of the strength of their squad after the, the substitutes all chipped in with the goals and assists, which was quite impressive, really. Mm. Lookman, Calvert-Lewin and Tosin came on. Um, yeah, Palace are in a funny situation. Um, miss a penalty and then and, and, yeah. and Roy Hudson said 
that uh, he was fed up of standing in front of the cameras as a loser or something mm. like that. Well, the, the situation is... We all know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. The situation, <laughs> we've all done it. The situation is that if you stop Wilfred Zaha, you stop Crystal Palace. Well, yeah. and I know there'll probably be Crystal Palace fans listening to this going, oh, maybe it's not like that. You know, it's like, so cliche. But the thing is, Zaha won it a penalty. It is like that. But he did win a penalty. He did win a penalty, but that's pretty much all he did. If mm. you look at, and, and they weren't able to score it. If you look at um, his numbers from the game, I think one shot and two dribbles. Mm. One of the dribbles was really won the penalty. And did nothing else. So, I mean, if, if that's the only game plan Palace have, and don't forget, this is a team who I think haven't even scored a single goal at home this season. They go in the way of Fulham if mm. they're not careful. Well, yeah, but they've shown a bit more spark than Fulham. I mean, they're 15th, two points above the relegation zone. They've lost three on the bounce and they play Arsenal, Chelsea and Spurs next, which is which is not good. But I would say Fulham... Uh, sorry, Palace have got more about them than Fulham, haven't they, Jim? Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. I think they, they're just a bit cannier, aren't they? Because, I mean, obviously, ultimately, they lost that game, but they really, really made Everton work for it mm. um, in, a, in a way that Fulham are just simply but not my, making my, teams do. My problem with that, though, is that look at you say they've got tough games coming up. Well, the reason they've got tough games coming up is because they've had quite a, quite a fairly easy run. The teams that Palace have lost against this season, Watford, when Watford were playing very well, mm-hmm. um, they lost at home to Southampton, who were awful, mm. by the way, uh, they lost to Bournemouth. The three games they lost in a row that you're talking about there, Bournemouth, Wolves and Everton. Well, Everton are a good team, mm. decent enough. The others, you, they're games you've got to win. Mm-hmm. And, and, or get a point off at Absolutely. They, they managed to get a point against Newcastle, didn't they, at home? They did. And still didn't score a goal. So yeah, I just I just fear for them. I think Everton are doing okay. I, I like yeah. what I'm well, saying. Yeah, what about Everton? They're eighth on 15 points. They haven't, they haven't played any of the big teams yet apart from Arsenal. And... Uh, they're away to Manchester United next. Do we, do we think they could take points off the best in the league? You know, as I said, they've won three in a row. They, they look like they're coming around to, to something. I mean, you know, we've seen Wolves, you know, take a point off Manchester City and, and Man United. Do you think Everton are in that place, Jim, where, where they've got players that can hurt teams? Or do you think they're just still a little bit disjointed at the moment? I, I think that exactly that, yeah. I think they are. They look closer to gelling than they have done under Silva. Um, yeah, I think that, that was a good performance. Obviously, he used his bench very well. I was impressed with Bernard as well. And that's, that's an excellent signing on yeah. a free, that. That's, mm. That really went under the radar. It was, one of the, it was a really good bit of business in the summer. Andre Gomez uh, came in as well for his day. We didn't look, good. look, look yeah. decent, yeah. Um, so, I think once... I mean, Adamona Lookman coming back as well. Like, mm-hmm. It was a bit of a mess, the squad, wasn't it? But but he's, he's done a very good job of making it appear um, a lot more streamlined than it has done in the past few seasons. So, I think... From what I've seen of Everton so far, I don't think they're going to the trouble as Spurs or Liverpool or a City yet. But it's early days, isn't it? And Silver is very, very good at making teams tough to beat, and they're, they're getting that way. So jury's out. I don't think, I don't think so yet. But I think it's certainly within their aim. Mm. My take on their situation is is just that if you look at their finishes over the last three or four seasons, I think they've had a seventh, might have had two sevenths actually, an eighth and an eleventh, something like that. And that's probably where they are. Well, right. So if you think, well, what's Marcus Silver tasked with? Well, last season, Big, Big Sam came in on a firefighting job. Farm and Sam mm. did all right. They finished whatever they finished, eighth or something like that. Mm. Um, the natural step is obviously to break into that top six, obviously, where you've got Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, Man United. That's six teams. Those, mm. those six teams, despite Man United's issues, they came second last season. Mm. Those six teams in the position they're in are better than Everton. Yeah. So it, if, if, it, if they finish seventh, I think that's a pretty decent return. Mm-hmm. But then with someone like Silva, who's so highly rated, you can't move for players and ex-players saying about how he's the best coach that they've ever worked with and all the rest of it. In which case then, he may he may need to upset that top six and get himself in there uh, with his team. But as Jim said, it's early days yet. I think they look all right though. Yeah, if they finish sixth, that'd be a hell of an achievement. Massive. Uh, what about Pickford's penalty save? Oh, it was magnificent, wasn't it? I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, you, glad you mentioned that because... 
they didn't miss a penalty, did they, Palace? Sure. Pickford saved one. Milivojevic um, is pretty handy from the spot. It, I know, it, it, hard it down the middle as well. Like, it's gutsy from a goalkeeper to... Yeah. I, I, he's probably watched the penalties in the end. Well, no, no, he said he said after the game that he hadn't studied those penalties. Right. He said that he normally would like look over at the bench and he was... Too busy raving. He's too mm. busy raving, yeah, but... Get the you know, save on. Leave the, yeah. <laughs> the what he does, Pickford, on. know very well is when the beat drops. <laughs> that's a transferable skill back to where the penalty's going that's true that's yeah. very very true uh, Spurs won away at West Ham of course their, their fourth league uh, win in a row uh, they're still only two points off Liverpool and Man City they're going about their business Tottenham it wasn't blistering stuff but they were very effective mm. clean sheet against West Ham who, who weren't bad at all and Spurs you know you look at the whole situation and I, and I know bang on, bang on about the whole stadium business and so on but it is relevant yeah. it is relevant you know c- certain teams well, in fact, every other team in the division know where their home stadium is. They know what they're yeah. doing. It can't be um, disorienting. Disorientating. Yeah, That's yeah. the word I'm trying to yeah. say. I you can know. fill in for you with that one. Don't worry, mate. Appreciate that, bruv. I, I think they rode their luck in the second half particularly. Laurie's uh-huh. made some yeah. fantastic I mean, saves. He was best player on the pitch. Uh, I thought Lamella was fantastic mm. again. And also Sissoko deserves some praise. He appears, to, he appears to be, because obviously he, he assisted the goal, didn't mm. he? He appears to be sort of understanding what he needs to do under Pochettino now. And I think it's taken, obviously it's taken him a long while. But Lamella was great. When I saw Spurs at Bar- against Barcelona a few weeks ago, they were outclassed, of course. But Lamella was by far their best player. I mean, his, his goal return already this season is great, as, as we've as we've heard. Has he not already matched his previous best? Is I believe that right? so. Yeah, he's got five in the league now, and and um, th- with the difficulties he's had with injuries, he was out for thirteen months with a hip injury, and, and it's been a bit stop start his Spurs career after he came in for a lot of money. So he could be in line for having a, having a big season. I think he's been their best player so far this season because purely because a lot of other players have been in and out of injury. I expect them to fall a bit short Spurs because I don't think they've got enough unless they strengthen in January. And even if they strengthen in January, it could take a while for players to settle in. But um, I think they've done really well so far. Well, that's that's you know what I'm saying. With all this stadium nonsense going on with them, they, they haven't got a proper home and they haven't <clears throat> signed anybody and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, Kane is still looking a little bit tired, although he's he's, he's doing okay. You know, taking all of it into account, they're still yeah. up there after nine games. It's impressive, Jim. It's annoying, <laughs> but yeah, you can't can't deny it's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And we were saying before they've gone under the radar a little bit, but I think again, it's just you expect Spurs to win now, so it's not um yeah, you know, that's it's, true. it's not sort of the headline news. It might be if they get a big eye catching result. Um, yeah, I, I think that they're certainly certainly going to be up there. It's just. I think the the most impressive thing about it is obviously so much was made about how oh made of how they didn't sign anyone in in the summer. But the players we're talking about now to dish out praise to are Lamella and Sissoko. So hmm. he knows he's got a really tight, good squad in there with basically no fat on it. Especially if he's getting stuff out of players like Sissoko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um And it, it, I just you just wonder if they'll get a little bit fatigued after after time. But they're showing no sign of it. They 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 really dug in in this game. I mean, Lloris, as we said, made some good saves. But from what I saw. Um, West Ham adjusted at halftime. Mm-hmm. Pellegrini, yeah. who's a decent manager, he adjusted, and um, they were able to take the game to Spurs. There were positives mm. at West Ham. It wasn't. Oh, there were a lot of positives. You know, they'll, they'll be disappointed they didn't get sure. a result, but they won't be disappointed. Spurs had to really dig in. And I thought the best player on the pitch for me was Issa Diop, who looks a fantastic yeah. centre back for West Ham. He's been brilliant from what I've seen all season, um, and he's got, obviously got Declan Rice just in front of him now. Declan Rice, who was probably their standout centre back last season, so West Ham were doing okay as well. Um, I was just impressed by the way they adjusted, but Larissa's best save was that one in injury time at Arnautovic's feet. The, the clawing yeah. out of the top corner from the header looked yeah. really good, yeah. Yeah. but the, the bravery to do that in the last minute against Arnautovic to basically save Spurs the game, I thought was fantastic. Mm. Like I said, I think Spurs will 
Personally, they'll probably finish in the top four. I think they'll fall, but I think they'll fall away because I just don't think they've got enough players. Mm. But other than that, I think they've been great. Yeah, fair enough. Shall we go down to the championship, gentlemen? Let's relegate ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> not for the first time, Jim. <laughs> uh, Middlesbrough got a handy win against Sheffield Wednesday. That was a strange old game. It was. Did there was a magnificent pylon? The bundle. The bundle. It? it was kind of you know in rugby if like the scrum collapses and it's yeah. just a big old mess right at the end of the game there in that one in the goal mouth. It was what. Basically, was the goalkeeper fouled? Someone was fouled on the line. I think the goalkeeper put himself on the ball. Someone fell over. And then it was like and the rest of the Middlesbrough players just sort of joined in at a really yeah, slow That's what Pulis will do to you. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. That's it. Like, like, in, in rugby, when, when some people get behind the scrum and they try and push and all that, it was like that was going yeah. on with some of those defenders. If you like goal mouse scrambles, treat yourself to those highlights. But yeah. Adam Reach's goal was a beauty as well. Yeah, he's he got that in his life. Yeah, he he's a very versatile player. For goals. He used to play for Middlesbrough as well. Well, Pulis is coming for the Premier League, everybody. Yeah. Yes, you, you thought is. to yourself that oh well we're safe for the moment mm. that man is coming for us all of us, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> what a thought what a yeah. thought Middles completely right. nude <laughs> looking you in the eye Leeds ready are, in the head well they are they're there and uh, Leeds have sort of slightly to start to fall away a little bit they're not knackered already are they well I thought to myself I gave them until December there's so many big, there's so many teams in the championship that it's so hard to pick I mean mm. I don't mean West Brom drop points there's so many good teams I mean West Brom and Sheffield United are still up there there's, I think there's there's five points separating the top eight and you've got teams who aren't even in that top eight who have done pretty well, like Brentford. Um, mm. I know Villa have dropped off, but they came back with a win. Forest aren't in that in that top top eight, you know. And then you've got players, teams like Swansea, who to me seem like they were doing pretty well. Yeah. They don't concede many goals. Graham Potter's like an interesting manager. They now find themselves in the bottom half. Stoke, who everyone fancied to, do, yeah. to bounce straight back up, who've got a great Never squad. A They're down time. in seventeenth. Um, and I, I know Reading had a poor season last season, but. In the years gone by, they've done okay. Millwall, who almost mm-hmm. got into the top six last year, are now in the relegation zone. You can't take and your eyes off that. League. Exactly, it is, it's just mm. absolutely packed. And that Friday night fixture, um, championship fixture, is, is starting to become one to watch. Yeah. For the first few weeks of the season, it was nil 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 nil. Now we're starting to see some games. It's great. Yeah, I know. So Ipswich are bottom on nine points. Yeah. Um, Newcastle were bottom of the Premier League on two. <laughs> Yeah, like it just it just shows you how much more yeah. of the championship. But they play more games. Well, yeah, I think I think yeah. five points separates first in the championship and sixth in League One. You know that's how it works. Totally <laughs> <laughs> so packed in. Um, but uh, <laughs> you want to talk about League One? I'm here for it. I'll do it. Six points clear at the top. Inject that into my veins. I'll take it. Is it? The thought of Portsmouth throwing away that six-point lead, does that yeah, haunt you? it's at the back of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Not the front. No. Okay. Beat Joey Barton's Fleetwood at the weekend, mate. Of course they did. Um, just, if you want to know what kind of game that was, um, <laughs> a Fleetwood player was booked for time-wasting in the 29th minute. <laughs> That's how much they fear us, Jim. Oh, wow. That's how much they fear those South, South Coasters. That's superb. Aston Villa, 1-1-0 against Swansea. Mm. Dean Smith and John Terry. Start off with a win. Dean Smith gave John Terry a, a big, satisfying, manly high five when they won. Damn right he did. Went down the bench, high fived everyone. Nice header from Tammy Abraham against mm. his old club as it well. It was, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it'd be interesting to see. I think he is the first manager in the last seven Villa managers to win his first match for the club. Dean Smith. Yeah, well, I can believe it. What wow. an awful statistic. They've been up and down, haven't they? Yeah. But there we are. All right, after the break, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to League Two and the WhatsApp group. See you in a moment. There's no doubt what I have done on, on Saturday after the game is disgusting. 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. <laughs> little blast from last season there. Uh, the preview show, sponsored by Bet365, is going to be out on Thursday. Look, how did our best better get on? You mean Jack Drury? I do. I mean old Jacko. Satisfyingly Victorian named Jack Drury. <laughs> Um, Chelsea didn't win no. and Hazard didn't score no. so Jack you're out on your ear mate yeah. uh-huh. you've lost um, twice there Jack the Ripper Jack the Loser Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we need a new better for Thursday show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line uh, and we'll select a new player then we will indeed so we've talked about the championship we've talked inadvertently about League 1 Yeah. let's talk about League 2 Macclesfield Town got a huge win against Carlisle very important win for the Silkman Great nickname. It's a super. Is it up nickname. there for you? Top five? The Silkmen? I quite Great like nickname. I like Peterborough, the posh. Yeah. yeah I, I enjoy the chair boys. Who's that? Is it Wickham? Wickham's the chair boys. Yeah. 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 Although, I was, going um, abroad, Juventus, the old lady's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lecce are the flying donkeys, aren't they? That's, that's a Was it Lecce? One. I believe so. It's Kieva. Oh, I think it right. might be Kieva. I, we have to ask James Horn, can't we? Yeah. Um, you know, I was doing a thing last week and um, we, I, I, I just put together names of fanzines. Oh, yeah. Football mm. club fanzines. Mm. Have you any idea how crazy some of the names are? Oh, I can fanzine. imagine. Sheffield Wednesday have got a fanzine called War of the Monster Trucks. <laughs> Hearts of... Superb. So these are fanzines past or present yeah, yeah. Hearts um, always the bridesmaid yeah um, sadly St Mirren uh, a St Mirren fanzine called There's a Store Where the Creatures Meet that's nice good isn't it there's uh, loads of good ones yeah. so yeah don't um, don't overlook the quality of, uh, of, of names of well, fanzines and, and St Mirren's nickname is The Buddies great name which is quite mm-hmm. nice what's Motherwell's nice. nickname Marcus The Well The Well <laughs> There uh, we go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Silkman. Back yeah, to the, the, Silkman. the Silkman. Yeah, they, they, if they hadn't have won this game, they would have set a new and unwanted record of 37 matches without a win in the Football League. It's a platform to build on, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they managed to halt it, of course. And their winless one of 36 matches uh, without winning the Football League is shared with Derby. Yeah. So they're in, but, you know, but a bit more respectable company. But Derby was because they were just. Awful. Yeah, but Macclesfield dropped out the football league. They did, and then won because they hadn't won a game for eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it took them seven years to get back up there and to win one. Right? Yeah, so it, so it was slightly skewed. So it would have been unfair if they'd have had the the record outright, in, mm. you know, in a sense. But they, I mean, they're still bottom, aren't they? Of, I think, of, I did, of League Two. I did like this from the Times. Since uh, between Macclesfield's last two football league wins, mm. two thousand four hundred eighty-six days, fifty-five <laughs> new players capped by England. Ooh. That's Gareth Southgate for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, one hundred and sixty-two. Number ones in the charts, uh, one thousand eight hundred twenty episodes of Coronation Street, yeah. and four foreign secretaries. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, just four. Yeah, all right, as many as four. Give it a few, a few more months. We might have a good couple luck, more. Good luck with the silk. Maybe they can build on this for next time. Absolutely, around. damn right. Yeah. Oh, and we should say, you know, that the, they were one nil down, seventy ninth and eighty third minute. They turned it round. You oh, see, that's satisfying. that is satisfying. Oh, there, there are plenty of sore heads in Macclesfield on Sunday morning. I expect. Absolutely. Mm. All right then, let's go to. The WhatsApp group. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I've not got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! Welcome to the WhatsApp group, everybody. Yes. Um, Open it up, Marcus. There's Cut something. It open. There's something quite obvious that's at the top of the pile here. Yeah. Harry Redknapp is going into. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <sighs> Love that. I mean, I'm all about that. Yeah. How's he I'm going to watch. How's he going to manage with those knees? Yeah, it's going to be tough on him. A few good tweets from to us about that. Obviously, we're the first protocol when that sort of news gets talked <laughs> about. And uh, interestingly, I think Redknapp might have been on Talksport this morning on the Breakfast Show, uh-huh. and he didn't deny it. He did not deny it. Oh, right. it's not been confirmed. Oh, it's not a confirmed well, thing. It, it came out on Twitter yesterday, but I don't know if they, if the, if the production company themselves have officially announced it. Right. But Redknapp was on the Breakfast Show on Talksport this morning, and he didn't deny it. 
So he's I'm a celebrity in at Sandbanks in Dorset. This year. <laughs> what is yeah, maybe that's it. It's, it. I tell you what, if, if we can do it in my garden, <laughs> then then I'll do it. Also, um, we got a few tweets of people asking if his uh, luxury item was going to be Nico Crankart. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, will just do I mean, the shift for him. It will make it must watch. I mean, to be fair, I mean, who's going to? I don't want to be unfair, but it's not going to be the first uh, trial he goes on. Uh, and and um, and. 71-year-old, and, and yeah. apparently he's got bad knees. So I do fear for him. He's going to make it must-watch. He is going to make it must-watch. Presumably watch. old Bondy's going to be in there with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do, do all the trial. Do the, do the trial for him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I think if you time it well on I'm a Celebrity, I, I, I have seen it. I don't watch it regularly. But I think if you time it well, you can only you only have to be in there for like about four or five days, I think. Still, though? Yeah. So how do you mean? Well, because you get voted out. Oh, right. So if you, if you if you get voted out first, I don't believe you're in there for that long a time. It's only the people who last till the end yeah. that are there for weeks. I, th- weeks. I think Redknapp will be a popular figure though, right? Because he does ha- he does have the common touch. He's quite funny, isn't he? He's like, yeah. he's, I don't think he's... He's not someone that people naturally dislike. But what I would say, Jim, though, is mm. if you don't want to be in there that long, have a, have a word with the editor. <laughs> St- <laughs> oi, stitch me up all you want. I want out of it. Yeah. I want out of it. Stitch me up as much as you want. Yeah. I want out before the Witcher the Grubs come along. <laughs> Well, it's just, there's, there's no value on the. I'm trying to think. If they've got any, if they've got anything about them at all, this production company, mm-hmm. when they have to, when the contestants have to go into their little, what's it called, the the, the bush telephone thing, where they talk to the camera. Yeah. yeah, it's like a little hut, isn't it? Yeah, red it should be a car door. Oh, he should, should have to run down absolutely. the window and look through the car door to say it. Yeah, all agreed. What, what about? Um, well, got... the other guests presumably are just who Redknapp's going to sign. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. That, that's what it is. I've got, I've got Go a, on, what you got? I've got a little thing here that I want to bring in. I'm going to try and play it down. Oh, yes. the thing now, and it's um, a few people pointed out that um, <laughs> Paul Lynch, Paul Lynch might have sworn yes. live on BT Sport. Yeah, and I'm going to play it, mm-hmm. uh, and I want you guys to think or just to judge whether he did or not because I can't really properly make it out. You ready? <laughs> so Steve, Steve McManaman speaks and then it's, it's Paul Ince in the background you ready? emphatically agreeing with his point by the sound of it but normally when anything went up to him he always held the ball up and laid it off so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else could that be yeah good old Incey. Oh, yeah because there's it. no other word he's not saying luck yeah no he? no he's, say, he's saying the word fuck yeah he has yes, to yeah, he, is. he is saying the I'll word fuck at the end, of the, the end of the day Ofcom yeah. Can, can go home and say that they've, they've fined Paul Lynch. So. <laughs> Although it would be BT who pick up the tap yeah, for that I one. So. Sadly, go. sadly. There Fuck we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, have you had a good time on the show today? <laughs> I have. Oh, shame. Um, Ask me. Luke, have you had a good time on the show? Yes. Yeah, thought you had. <laughs> good time without Pete? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Oh, Peter. He's obviously in Japan. Yeah. Um, so there we we'll are. We'll see him in a wee while when Indeed. he decides to come back. Yeah. He did send a picture today, did briefly he? today. What, he sent a link to an Instagram. Didn't he? No, he sent no, he, he, a he, boy, yeah. he sent a picture of a really expensive melon for sale. Oh, like a boob. Yeah. Didn't he? <laughs> he that's did. what he's up to. Like 18 I mean, quid each. That's the yeah. stuff on the WhatsApp group we tend not to share yeah. with you all. Yeah. There you go. It's in, in the appropriate section. <laughs> Indeed. All right, well, let's leave that section right now before uh, we say any more yeah. about Pete's travels and we'll end the show there thank you very much ladies and gentlemen uh, for your attendance it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much Luke Ball thank you very much thank you very much thank thank you. Jimmy yeah, Campbell yeah, fuck yeah thank you <laughs> what was that oh, a bit of scat man for you this was a Radio Stakhanov production
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.